So like she said, my name is Helen Johnson. I am the oldest of seven kids who happen to all be sitting right there right now. And um, we, to kind of lay out the family, we have four biological. So I'm the oldest and then I have my three other siblings right there. And we decided that was not enough. So we moved on to adoption. So our first child that we adopted in our family was my little sister, Lucy. And um, she's sitting right there. And um, we, at first, um, we didn't really know much about adoption in our family. And so we had to kind of explore that. And um, it took a lot of paperwork, a lot of paperwork. I remember sitting there and watching my parents go all night just um, writing stuff down. And um, after about a year, we finally got to um, go to Ethiopia. Well, my mother finally got to go to Ethiopia and um, meet Lucy for the first time. Um, all of the other kids, we didn't get to see her. We've seen pictures. We got to FaceTime. We got to see her through um, computers. But we were all super excited to get to see Lucy for the first time. So my mom went and flew out to Ethiopia, which meant we were stuck with dad for a week. And which had SpaghettiOs every night, which I still cannot eat anymore. And um, so about a week later, we finally got the news. Oh, well, we, well, after a week of being with Dad, we, my mom finally got to come home. And so we got on our little matching T-shirts that said, Welcome Home, Lucy Lane, because, you know, we couldn't do anything without matching T-shirts, honestly. And um, we, went to we went over to the airport, and we um, got to wait for Lucy to come out of the, um, to meet Lucy for the very first time. And we went up to the, um, the place where you, planes come out, I'm blanking on the word, and um, we, wait, we, w we waited there for a little bit, and we started seeing people come out, and so we were all getting really excited, like, oh, the little sister's coming home, yay, and then um, we saw my mom walk out with this little bundle in her hands, and um, we all rushed over to her, and at the time, I was six, so I was still very small, but um, I remember having that feeling of, oh my gosh, there's a new little baby coming home and he's gonna, she's gonna live with us. And I mean, I've already had three other siblings come home. So I was like, okay, big whoop, it's another child. <laughs> but um, I mean, this one is a little different cause normally you don't really go to the airport to pick up a child. <laughs> um, but so we got to see, we see her for the first time and we ran over and got to see her cute little curls and she was really the cutest baby ever. And um, when of course she was wearing a matching t-shirt too, cause why not? And um, we all got to walk out to the airport and saw all of our family waiting there and um, uh, all of our family and friends, and they got to meet Lucy for the first time and help welcome her to our family. And so I still, even though I was so young, I was, I think, seven at the time, and I still remember having that feeling of walking out of the airport and seeing um, this new little girl get welcomed into our family, which was one of the most amazing experiences. And so we decided we couldn't stop there. We had to do this again. So about a um, year, a couple of years later, um, my mom got the opportunity to go to Ethiopia again to meet Lucy's birth parents. And so on the way out there, um, she passed by this little orphanage and saw a little boy there, and um, Wes, who was sitting right there. And um, <laughs> and when she saw him, she was like, "Okay, this is the kid. He's in our family now." So. Um, at first, we knew something wasn't quite right. Um, his, he was 
tiny. So he was one years old at the time, and he weighed seven pounds, which is unheard of. And so he was literally, you could see his bones sticking out. He was ridiculously skinny. And also his head was a little bit misshaped. And so you could kind of tell, oh, I think we might, he might need some help later on. But we didn't really know what it was yet. So because of his um, malnourishment and his um, head problems, we knew that um, he would need to get to the U.S. fast so that a doctor could check him out. And um, we went, um, so normally adoptions take a long time. For uh, most people, it could take up to like two years and uh, or a year. For Lucy, it was like a year and a half. And so we got, um, Wes only took four months, which is unheard of. And so uh, we were talking about it. I was in third grade at the time. And I was just like, I'm nine years old. I'm getting kind of old now. I think I can go to Africa. Like, why not? And so looking back, I'm like, a nine-year-old going to Africa is a little crazy. But, you know, it was an amazing experience. So I was, I'm, I'm so glad I did it. But um, so we, after four months happen, we finally get the opportunity to go to Ethiopia to pick him up. And so I'll start pleading to my mom. I'm like, mom, please. And she's, so she finally, I somehow wore her down, so she let me go. And um, uh, we, I, she told me, she's like, okay, this is going to be like a 30-hour flight. Like, you're going to have to, like, sit still and, like, not move for a long time. And I'm like, that's nothing. I got it. And so uh, I, we went on a 30-hour plane ride, and I finally got to Ethiopia. And I still remember coming out of the airport, and I could see, like, an it, in Ethiopia, there is a bunch of fires because there's not much electricity, so you could smell the um, like the burnt like and everything burning, and there was a bunch of dirt everywhere. And I remember walking out, and you could just see the sea of people sitting right outside of it. And there was um, children, there was elderly people, there were those from every age was sitting there on this like laying down, sleeping, begging for food. And so for me, nine years old, coming from Brentwood, Tennessee, where everything is given to you and you get anything that your heart desires, basically, and seeing some child the same age as me or even younger than me having nothing and laying there on a cardboard just piece sleeping, you're just like, oh, this is different. And so um, at first it was a very big eye-opener for me. I, I'd never experienced or dealt with this type of poverty before. And so it was a little different. I was like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I thought there was just going to be cute children running around, you know? Like, I just get to go hand them a little lollipop. But um, it was definitely a different experience. I was like, okay. So um, I still had not gotten to meet Wes yet. I've seen pictures and FaceTime. So I was like, oh, I can't wait to see my little brother. And um, we walked into the little guest house we were staying in. And... Um, we um, we weren't going to be able to see him till the next day because it was really late at night. But um, the guest house surprised us, and they brought Wes in early. And so when we walked in, he was sitting on the ground playing with toys. And so, of course, we were just like, oh, my gosh, this is so cute. And so we started playing with him and um, got to meet my new little brother for the first time. And so that was number six in our family. And so I know that's kind of big, but I was just like, let's just keep on going with this. Like, I, I, I love big families. So um, we got to play with him, and he was still, like, tiny. He was still um, – we got him in a better orphanage, so he got um, more food, and he had gained a little bit of weight, but he was still – 
very malnourished. So I got to help him like walk for the sh first time and I would like hold his hand and I would walk around the little guest house and like help him take his first steps. Of course, decked out in my justice attire because I was in third grade and loved justice. And yeah, it's not a great experience looking back. But um, I remember like I'd have my little blue hat that I was completely bedazzled, like little hearts and everything. And I would like put it on him and stuff. He loved it. But I now looking back, I was like, why? And so um, we, I got to spend that entire week just playing with him and going to orphanages and seeing these cute little kids that now it's just crazy. I, like, they're adopted, and like, I'll see them around Brentwood like, running around, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I saw you when you were like this big in an orphanage in Africa. Like, how are you here? And so I've gotten to see um, that, that experience. Going to Africa is one of like the coolest experiences, amazing experiences that's impacted my life the most. Um, seeing Wes's transformation from um, like getting that small to what he is now, this crazy little boy who loves football and tackling everybody, and um, from like such a tiny little kid. And so I spent that entire week just doing um, mission work and hanging out with kids and it's really developed this um, love in my heart for going back there and um, hanging um, doing stuff in Africa and um, I, well first so after the week um, of being in Africa we finally came home and um, Wes, because of his um, misshaped head, we went to the doctor and he was diagnosed with craniosynostosis. So with um, you guys that don't know what that is, um, it is pretty common in America. Um, it's when you're born and you have no soft spots in your skull and so your brain can't grow. But in Africa, it is deadly because they don't get their um, correct uh, hospitalization and like need that they, um, like care that they need. So um, he had to go straight into surgery. So they cut him open from ear to ear and had to completely reconstruct his skull and um, reset an eye socket and um, completely redo his basically his entire um, head. And so, of course, going from Africa, seeing him as this tiny little child, malnourished, skinny, um, looking like he's like on the verge of death, then finally getting him healthier and coming home and seeing him so happy and loving and running around, to then seeing him again laying in a hospital bed with casts on his arms so he wouldn't touch his bandages, his entire head swollen and all wrapped all around, and you're just like, what has happened to this child? He, he's, just, he's just like two. Like, how can he go through this much experience in his life when he's such a young age so of course I was about 10 at the time and um, I was just like how can this happen to such a tiny little kid and I just had to know like without that surgery he would have been uh, he would have died like in Africa he wouldn't his head would have just kept on getting like more swollen and he would have died and not lived his full potential but because we got to adopt him and we got to bring him here to America he got the surgery and the love and the hope that he needed. And um, it was amazing experience. And so after a couple years, um, he still thriving and doing amazing, loving football, tackling a lot. And um, we decided, well, it was my dad's midlife crisis actually. He, um, 
most people want a car. He decided he needed a child. So we decided to adopt again. And which, of course, I was thrilled about because I wish we never stopped adopting. And so um, we just adopted my youngest brother, Hutch, who is sitting right here playing with the yo-yo. And um, he was born in Memphis, Tennessee. And he um, was a premature baby, so he was born at 26 weeks and um, which was, he was, I think, one pound, and so he was tiny. And so I was in seventh grade, so whatever that age made me, 11 or 12. And um, I remember like, first hearing about it, it was like New Year's Eve, and um, we got to, um, well, it was New Year's Eve, and we got this email, and they were like, hey, they're there's this kid in Memphis that I think would do great with your family. And we were like, bring it on. Yes, come on in. And so um, over the next couple months, we got to drive back and forth to Memphis. And um, I would watch my mom leave and then for a couple of days and come back and be like, he's just so small. And I'm just like, oh, I'm sure. And um, But we weren't allowed to go see him till um, the day he was released for us to adopt him. And so we um, brought him home at the end of seventh, my seventh grade. And we, I remember going to up to the orphanage, I mean, not the orphanage, the hospital, and they walked him out, and all the nurses that my mom became friends with were all walking out with them. And we got, I got to see my youngest and last sibling um, come home. <laughs> and um, he... <laughs> I hope, I hope there's more, but I don't think there will be. And um, we got to see, I got to see him walk out and he was still very small. He had a um, oxygen tank on and for a couple months, like he was still in critical condition at our house. But um, now he's healthy and happy and the cutest little Paw Patrol loving child ever. So um, yeah, so being uh, 15 and having seven, um, being the oldest of seven, of course, especially being a multiracial family in our area, can sometimes be a little different. We definitely get our little, some people that come up and are like, are you a VBS? How can I join? And we're like, oh no, we're not a VBS. And then, um, yeah, so we definitely get our comments, but we just have to tell them that we're just a family and that's how we like it. So thank you.